You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to another episode of Flip My Funnel Podcast, and this is Tuesday Takeover. And if you're listening to the last three amazing Tuesdays, and if you haven't, go back and listen to it. It is done by my really good friend, Dave Lewis. And, and Dave, he is the CEO of Demand Gen. He has uh, one book written. He's writing his second book, Agent of Change, which I cannot wait to read. But the, the whole series is just phenomenal. So Dave, join me and, and share a little bit about your series and also who are you about to interview? Thank you, Sangram. I got to say, man, I am I'm feeling a little sad that this is the fourth and final in the CMO Insights series. I've so enjoyed doing these programs and sharing them with your audience. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss you. Hopefully we can do some collaboration in, in the future. We'll do some more stuff together. I look forward to, by the way, seeing you next week. We're both going to be at a conference together, which is always good. Can't wait to give you a hug. What is this episode about? You guys are in for a treat, like a real, real treat. This program is with Heidi Malin, and Heidi is a CMO of Workfront, but she's not just the CMO at Workfront. She has been CMO at several companies. And so I really thought, like, how do we close this series huge with a CMO that can teach you incredible lessons about risk-taking, change, listening to your gut, leadership, what it's like to be a working career woman and have an incredibly successful career, but also have and raise two kids that are incredibly involved with school and academics. So you guys are in for a treat. And that is what is it about, Sangram, and I can't wait for them to hear it. Well, let's go. Let's roll it. I can't wait. And, and here is the thing. I have got so much incredibly good feedback on all of these episodes, Dave, that I, I think we're probably going to end up doing another series in a few months. So uh, everybody listening, just hang on to it. If you don't already, follow Dave at Dave Lewis. And let's go into this episode. All right. Without further ado, here we go. Today on the program, Heidi Malin. And Heidi is the CMO at Workfront. And the reason I have Heidi on the program, not only to continue with these CMO insights, is because I really have had the pleasure over it feels like a decade now working with Heidi and her teams. And so I know Heidi's journey really, really well. And I thought for you, it would be so insightful for you to hear about her career journey, her experiences as she has climbed the corporate ladder and taken on the CMO role and the very valuable lessons that she has learned to share with you. So without further ado, Heidi, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thanks, Dave. I'm great. I'm thrilled to be here and just have a conversation. Well, you are great, and yet you are probably still suffering from from your injury. So we caught up a couple of weeks ago, and I understand that you uh, tell me again was it? It wasn't just throwing your knee out. You you really did a number on on your knee, right? Yeah, I blew my knee out skiing. One of the benefits of working for a company that's based in Utah is some great ski areas. And unfortunately, I had a little bit of a ski accident in Utah a couple of weeks ago. So had some surgery. It's all fixed. All good news from here. So I'm um, doing a little rehab at this point. Well, I hope you continue to heal. Let me give you all some context. So like I said, Heidi and I have known each other for about a decade. And one of the reasons that we know each other is 
we live in the same community. We, you know how they say someone lives or is a stone's throw away. You're about a drone flight away, close enough to uh, fly a drone over there. And our kids have gone to the same schools together. We've been in the community together. We run into each other when we're sweaty at the gym and, and getting a workout and ending a, an intense week. And my daughter's been a cheerleader while her son has been playing football at the high school. So it's it's been nice to be in the same community circle. But as you know, Heidi, that's not really how we know each other. We really spend all of our interactions around our careers and our teams working together. And so I first want to thank you for all of that collaboration, the lessons that you know we've learned working together and really value the, the partnership. And thanks again for doing the program today and sharing these insights. So thank you. Absolutely. So Heidi, one of the reasons that I reached out to you was an article that you published, I believe back in July of 2017. And it was essentially a letter to your kids and and some career advice for them. And I loved what you said in it, which is, I don't know if they'll ever read it, but I want to document these insights and these experiences. And it, and it's cool. And I've I've left some Easter eggs like that on my Facebook wall and in other places for hopefully my daughters to find. But the insights that you shared there are tremendous. And so I want to make sure that people got a chance to hear that from you personally, and I want to dig into some of them. The first one that you talk about is your network and that how much a network matters. And, you know, it's, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. I would switch it to say in, in that context, because a lot of the catapults that you've had in your career have had some come from some of those relationships. So can we dig into that a little bit more and talk about how, when you look back on these connecting points of life in your career, where were some of those springboard relationships that really took you from those early roles. I remember you, you share with me about the agency that you worked at. And I'd like to talk about that because I think for all of us, it's not our resume, right? It's not our experiences. I mean, all that matters, but it is really who we know and more importantly, who knows us. So talk about that because, you know, a lot of marketers aspire to be CMO, which you've become multiple times, but how'd you get there? Well, you know, I am a huge believer in the fact that relationships are a really important part of career development. And I fortunately learned that really early in my career and started my career on the advertising agency side and worked on multiple accounts, had the opportunity to work with lots of different people. And through those relationships that, that I developed and curated, I was able to continue to build my career even to the point where one of my clients I moved with one of my clients from one agency to another agency and where the client actually said, gosh, we're going to move our account, but we want Heidi to come with us. And, um, and that was because not because I was the smartest one in the room or not because, you know, I had the most contacts on LinkedIn. LinkedIn didn't exist at that time, but it was really because I'd built relationships and had trust. And, and so I've seen that play out so many times throughout my career where I think my last four CMO roles have not been, you know, because I saw a posting on a job board or got a call from a recruiter. They were because of personal relationships that I developed and curated and kept over time. And to me, that's a really important part of career development that sometimes we don't pay as much attention to. And I actually think it's probably one of the most important things that anyone, especially starting out in their career, learns early on. And I want to make sure, because I imagine there are a lot of people out there who have either not met you or aren't familiar with you, give you a little bit of the tale of the tape of, of Heidi's career. And so 
you know, going back to mid nineties, this, and I believe this was the account, right? You moved from Hudskins to PeopleSoft, right? And it was, it was that move, correct? Yeah. Well, it was actually a move from another agency earlier on to Hodgkin's Simone and Searles. And that was with a client. And then to, then I made a decision that I really wanted to continue my career on the corporate side and had had the opportunity to work on a joint campaign with one of my clients at the time, a company called Informix. And they were working with a growth oriented software company based at that time in Walnut Creek called PeopleSoft. And so I got to know the people on the PeopleSoft side and ended up moving to PeopleSoft at that time. So it was all relationships. It's all relationships, but it also is your work ethic and how you were supporting your clients, right? And they said, God, you know, we're leaving this agency, but we don't want to leave Heidi because she's doing a really great job on our account. So, hey, agency B, if you're going to work with us, then we'd really like you to reach out to Heidi and and take her with you. And then that led to you being group vice president at marketing at PeopleSoft. And then after that, you stepped up into the CMO role. And I want to talk about that transition at Iperion. And then you moved to Polycom and you were the chief marketing officer there. And that's where we really first started working together with you and Jen Demas and her team. And for those of you who missed the first CMO Insights podcast that I did with Jen, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one. So you can you can hear now uh, Heidi today, but also uh, someone who's been a member of her team, who's now chief marketing officer herself. And then you went to Taleo where we worked together and you were CMO there. And then you went on to Eloqua, which was mm-hmm. acquired by Oracle and you were the CMO at Eloqua. And now you are chief marketing officer. No, you were, sorry, chief marketing officer at Plex Systems and now chief marketing officer at Workfront. So I wanted to, you know, people to hear two things there, right? You've been chief marketing officer at several different companies, some that have gone through acquisitions. You know, I know you've shared with me, you know, you don't consider yourself a big risk taker, but when somebody's been the chief marketing officer at several top leading companies and gone through these acquisitions, you know, Heidi, you, you take more risk than maybe you're you're willing to own up to. But I think it was just important for, you know, all of those career moves came through your network and came through your relationships and, and you reaching out and you told me the story of you sitting down and having a cup of coffee with someone and just exploring, you know, opportunities and, and they offered you one. And that, that little time in your day to have a cup of coffee with someone led to a moment. And I look back at my own career, right. And I'm like, you know, when you string together the dots, it's amazing how you end up where you are. And at the time they may seem so random, but are, are they really, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating to look back. And so talk about if you would, you know, that gut is, instinct. You you said, you know, trust your gut. That was the advice that you've given. And sometimes we have that little voice inside of us that we listen to. Sometimes we don't. So how has that helped you in your career vet out opportunities and, and key decisions you make? Well, it's all learning along the way. And I would say those times that I haven't trusted my gut don't turn out as, as well as the times that you do. And one of the things that was a great example for me and really learning was you know, I was the CMO of a very large publicly held a telecommunications company that you mentioned earlier. And what I found was that, you know, my gut told me that it wasn't necessarily the best fit for me. And having been in software for as long as I had working on the hardware side and really in the telecommunications industry was a stretch and it was definitely risk taking. But then when I realized that my personal values weren't aligned with the company. I didn't take the opportunity to to walk away at that time to say, you know what, 
I should move to something different because I'm not aligned and I'm feeling like, like it, this is not supporting my own personal values and, and, and my personal goals as well. And I knew it and I still stayed for a number of months and, and probably up to a year and it takes a physical toll on you. And that was something that was really interesting to, uh, to learn because I had, you know, close friends, family, team members, but as soon as I really made that decision to move on to the next thing and to extend beyond where I had been, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders physically. And, and that's hard learning. I mean, you know, when you know something and you really, you have an instinct about something that's either really right for you or really not right for you, having the courage to trust that instinct is sometimes hard, but I guarantee it's going to, you're going to end up in the right place. Yeah. I want to go deeper on this. And I think, you know, for anyone listening, you know, today may be a turning point in your career. This is such an important topic. And before I go a little bit deeper, I want to make sure that you know something about Heidi is she is very loyal to the companies that she works at. I, I read off all of those different places with intent. And I want to go back and let you know when Heidi was at PeopleSoft, she was there for nine years. When she was at Hyperion, she was there for several years. When she was at Polycom, she was there for almost four years. It was the stints at Taleo, which was acquired by Oracle, and at Eloqua, which was acquired by Oracle, right? There's a coincidence that you were there for a shorter period of time because you knew the kind of environments that you wanted to work in and where you could thrive in. And when you were at Plex, you know, almost five years and now at Workfront for the past year. So you don't hop around. It's not like all of these were short little stints. I mean, you really dig in and help them grow. And like you said, in the environments where maybe there's an acquisition and then the, the parent company is an environment where you're not necessarily wanting to stay, you did that. But here's, here's why I want to talk about this. I'm going to talk about two people right now without naming any names, two people that I know very well that are in situations. And this is for all of you listening. So one of them has joined a company and she's only been there for less than half a year. And her instincts are telling her she's not in the best place. She's not under the best leadership. She's not in an environment where she's going to get as much training and mentoring and growth. And she's telling herself, you know what? I got to stick it out at least a year. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Another person is also much more tenured in her career and her experience. She's moved into a role that she was really passionate and going to. And again, is feeling like she's in the wrong environment, not because of the role itself, but because of just the unhealthy relationship between sales and marketing. And so when you talk about trusting your gut, Heidi, without going into the who is in more details, what advice would you give to someone who's early in their career and fears that she's in the wrong place, but feels like God, I, I can't look like a hopper in my, my resume and someone who's more tenured in her experience and just knows like, I'm in an unhealthy sales and marketing situation and you've had enough experience in your career to know when it's right and when it's wrong. So what are your thoughts on, on that? What would you advise people, them and, and people listening in or thinking about Am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Yeah, I certainly think when you look at someone who is earlier in their career and has been somewhere for less than a year, that's a that's a really tough one because uh, because you don't want to have your professional experience, your resume appear like you jump around. And at the same time, I think all hiring managers and top executives are going to give people a pass making a wrong decision once or twice throughout their career. I just think that there's room for, if you 